Here we go, loopy loo. Here we go, loopy light. Here we go, loopy loo. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Luby with Luby's Lullabies podcast. Today I'd like to talk a little bit more and read you a little extract from the Dalai Lama's Cat, the novel by David Mitchie that I spoke about in my last broadcast. And this little section, I don't know, it's quite sweet, so I thought I'd just share it with you. Um, he is the cat, he or she, whatever, is uh, in the kitchen and they have got a guest arriving for a very special lunch with the Dalai Lama. And he's just had a load of food that the chef, Mrs. Trinchy, has given him and she has really bestowed on him some wonderful things, really more than a cat could eat. But anyway, having bestowed, I'll read you this, having bestowed several appreciative licks on Mrs. Trinchy's bejeweled fingers, I waddled through to the reception room in which the Dalai Lama and his visitor were now sipping tea. Our lunchtime visitor that day was the venerable Rabina Kortan, a nun who had devoted much time to helping prisoners rehabilitate their lives through her Liberation Prison Project. The subject of prison conditions in America was being discussed as I made my entrance and headed over to a favourite woollen rug to perform the customary post-prandial face-washing. Conditions vary greatly, the nun was saying. Some facilities lock up their prisoners for most of the day in cells that feel like basement cages with no natural light. We have to sit on one side of a small hole in an iron door to talk to a prisoner on the other side. In such circumstances there seems little hope of rehabilitation. But there are many other facilities, she continued, where the focus is more positive, on training and motivating people to change. There's no escaping the institutional atmosphere, but cell doors are open for more of the day. There are sports and recreational activities, as well as TV, computer access and libraries. She paused, smiling as she remembered something. There was this group of lifers I got to know quite well when teaching meditation classes in Florida. One of them asked me, what happens in a nunnery day to day? She shrugged. So I told him that we get up at five in the morning for the first meditation session. Well, that was too much, too early for him. Roll call in the jail was a leisurely seven o'clock. I explained that our day is structured from the time we get up until we retire at 10pm, with a strong emphasis on learning and studying and working in the nunnery gardens to show the fruit and vegetables we eat. She grimaced. He didn't like the sound of that either. The others were smiling. I said that we didn't have a TV or newspapers or alcohol or computers. Unlike the prisoners in a jail, the nuns can't earn money to buy special treats and there are certainly no conjugal visits. The Dalai Lama chuckled. That's when he came out with the most extraordinary thing, she went on. Without even realising what he was saying, he suggested, if it all gets too hard, you could always come and live here with us. Everyone in the room burst out laughing. He actually felt sorry for me, Rabina's eyes sparkled. It seemed to him that conditions were even harsher in the nunnery than in jail. His holiness leaned forward in his chair, stroking his chin thoughtfully. Isn't that interesting? Only this morning at the temple we saw novice monks competing for admission to the monastery. There are too many novices and not enough places. But turning to the jail, nobody wants to go there, even though the conditions are easier than in a monastery.
This proves that it is not so much the circumstances of our lives that make us happy or unhappy, but the way we see them. There were murmurs of agreement. Do we, do we believe that, whatever our circumstances, we have the chance to live happy and meaningful lives, he continued? Exactly, agreed Rabina. His holiness nodded. Most people think that their only option is to change their circumstances, but these are not the true causes of their unhappiness. It has more to do with the way they think about their circumstances. We encourage our students to turn their jails into monasteries, said Rabina, to stop thinking about time inside as a waste of their life and instead to see it as an amazing opportunity for personal growth. There are some who do and the transformation in those people is incredible. They are able to find real meaning and purpose and come out as completely changed people. Very good, His Holiness said, smiling warmly. It would be wonderful if everyone could hear that message, especially those who live in jails of their own making. As he made that point, the Dalai Lama looked over at me, but I didn't know why. I had never for a moment imagined I was a prisoner. Snow Lion, yes, the most beautiful creature that ever lived, certainly. Of course, I did have some problems, being a single cat, the biggest of them. But prisoner? Me? So that's a little excerpt from the book. And it was just a chapter I found quite fun and quite interesting to read. And obviously, there are many, many things that you can read into these little chapters about the cat and what the cat is going through and seeing and experiencing within the life that he now lives with the Dalai Lama. So I'll let you know some more about that in due course. But for the moment, thank you for listening to me. This is Luby at Luby's Lullabies podcast. Thank you.